0: From Port Orchard, Washington, this is the Story Night Podcast. We tell stories here. My name is Stephen Gardner, and I am the host. And as I reminded you before I say Port Orchard, because that's where I'm doing this podcast. That's where I'm uh, recording this. Our events are in Bremerton, but uh, here I am. I'm actually doing it, uh, not that it matters. I'm, I'm posting it on Friday, the 31st of May. But it is. I'm recording this a week earlier because this next week, Diane and I will be celebrating our anniversary. Uh, a, a, we were married June first, 1996. We'll be going down to Portland, and with the, if I'm if I'm conscious of it, what I'll do is I'll I'll record a, an intro from Portland while I'm down there that I'll play the next week. I'm doing this one early because we're going to be gone on Thursday night. We're going to be uh, going to see Brandy Carlile in concert. And then on Friday, we're heading down to Portland. Saturday, we'll be running in the uh, Starlight uh, Fun Run, the 5K Fun Run, uh, that runs through the uh, parade route. It's the most fun I've ever had running a 5K. And I know a lot of you think this is just, you know, it's ridiculous to think that you can have fun. Uh, In case I didn't mention it before, for those of you scoring at home, this is episode number 103. The Now you listen to me, you gutter mouth, punk. I've dealt with you before, and every time I did, it took me a month to wash off the of filth. Wait, 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 wait. Lighten up, Jack. Come on. Uh, as I mentioned, this is episode number 103. You probably hear the squeaking stool that I sit on. Uh, I don't know if I can oil that and make that go away. Uh, you're going to hear ambient sounds once in a while um, in, when a podcast is produced in a house... Particularly in a garage, sometimes you'll hear the trucks outside. This episode, uh, I don't know what to think uh, about what you're about to hear. A uh, in 2017, at the end of 2017, we did a uh, uh, in December of 2017, we hired a musician to come back and, and to to come to Story Night and play behind everybody telling a story. And it was really kind of a unique night. It was great. And I had decided that I was once a month, I was going to take every story from that story night and, uh, and run it as as a podcast. And my intention for, and I told a story too. And I think it's only fair. I wasn't happy with my story, but I think especially on nights when I'm not happy with my stories, I, I think I probably have an obligation to post the episode because a lot of times your stories get published and or or posted and and I don't know what you think about it. I don't bother asking you and and uh, that's um, so I think it's only fair that I do this and and in fact, it's been a while. I don't think I've listened to my story since uh, since I told it. And I can remember that I wasn't thrilled with my performance that night, but I'm gonna do this. The, the theme of that night was soundtrack. And I told a story about a song that has meant a lot to me. So uh, here's me. I knew the answer to the question right away. I was driving on highway 303, which is actually just this street out here behind me, Wheaton Way, Wagaway on the other end. But when you're talking about music, you can't say Wheaton Way or Wagon Way. It's gotta be highway. It's cruising down highway 303. It doesn't sound the same when you do cruising down Wagon And actually it probably was highway three where this happened. I was listening to the radio and the woman on the, uh, she, um, it, was a, it was K-U-O-W. So she had the typical kind of um, public radio voice and attitude. She was kind, you could tell she was nice. But she sounded like somebody who had always been into classical music only, save a few months in college when she was smoking closed cigarettes and might have got into folk music. I don't know. She asked the question, what song is the soundtrack of your life? That's where tonight's story night comes from. It's from that question. And I knew the answer right away. But I kind of had to think about why. Why that song became the story, the soundtrack of my life. And it goes back to New Year's Day of 1981. I was living in Los Angeles. I was 18 years old, living in my folks' house still. Just moved out a year ago.
1: It's
0: a joke. My apologies to anybody who still lives with their parents. I I was listening to the Rose Parade broadcast by a guy named Fraser Smith. Fraser Smith was a comedian as well as a DJ on KLOS, so what I was hearing over the radio bore little to no resemblance to the Rose Parade, but he was a comedian I really liked, and he had a morning show on KLOS, and so I had a buddy up in Idaho who had moved away, and he was a big Fraser Smith fan, too, so I thought I'd record it for him, and at the end of the tape, or at the end of the the Rose Parade broadcast, there was room on the tape, and KLOS went right into a song, and I heard this harmonica. And well, it's not that unusual for a rock song. But then I heard these words. The screen door slams. Mary's dress waves. I'll try to keep the tone of you. <laughs> like of vision, she dances across the porch as the radio plays. Now, those words sounded like poetry to me. And I thought I knew who the musician was, and it was a musician that, a couple of years earlier, I had dismissed as a hack and as a terrible singer. But the lyrics got me, because I'm a sucker for good lyrics and what sounds like a good story. And this song was going to tell a story. I have to remember where I was. Like a vision, she did. Oh, I already did that part. Roy Orbison singing and for the lonely, hey, that's me, and I want you only. Don't turn me home again. I just can't face myself alone again. Now, those words resonated in that moment. So in that moment, I became a Springsteen fan. Because if he could write to me in that moment, I'm sure he could write to me in other moments. This song resonated because the night before, I won't say I had my heart broken, but I was a little frustrated. It was New Year's Eve. And I wanted a kiss. Now, that might sound all innocent for an 18-year-old, but I was a Mormon boy, and that was the extent of my sexual desires at that moment. Well, the realistic ones. (laughs) And I wanted a kiss from a particular girl. Her name was Kristen. And Kristen was kind of somebody that I appreciated more than others I had dated before because when I asked her out, I had felt kind of like a loser. And on the first date, enough stuff happened that I realized maybe I'm not a loser. And so I was pursuing, I wanted a girlfriend. Kristen was a couple years younger than I was. I was 18, she was 16. That isn't a confession of any kind, that was all fine. Do I have to stop running story night now because I was going after somebody two years younger? Okay. The deal was on our date, she was really into me, she was great, we had a great conversations, she was smart, she was athletic, she was pretty. Uh, And really nice. She was just a kind person with no interest in being my girlfriend, having a great time on the dates, acting like my girlfriend, but not really wanting to be my girlfriend. And I came to think over time that it wasn't so much that she didn't want to, as that her mother was committed to her not being my girlfriend. My mom had a conversation with Kristen's mom on the phone, and Kristen's mom and my mom got to talking, and I think my mom said something like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, Steve's having a good time with Kristen. And, and her mom said, yeah, Kristen's having a great time. She likes Steve. She doesn't want any boyfriends or anything like that right now. She wants to get to college and all of that. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. On our dates, she didn't, she didn't portray that. She said it. She agreed. And I really should probably give her credit. She probably didn't want a boyfriend at the time. But I thought she didn't want a boyfriend because she didn't want to upset her mother. And I had reasons to suspect why. At any rate. So this went on, the night before I had gone to the dance and and what Mormons did back then, I don't know if they still do this, they'd rent out shopping malls and they'd have a New Year's Eve party. And you could have three bands in a shopping mall. And so one end you could have one band for the, the teenagers, another band on another end for the adults and Something to do for the kids, maybe not a band, but something else to do. So the whole family could go, which was great for families, and it sucked for me. Because as big as the mall was, Kristen was in the same room with her mother. I wasn't going to get my kiss. Very clear. Well, I pursued Kristen for a while, and I just never broke through. And the reason I suspected that her mom was, there were a couple other reasons. So there was a youth conference months later, and we had stopped going out by then. And um, the whole time that she was there, she was with another guy. She was with a guy. I mean, holding hands, whatever. It was clear that they were a couple. And it was over as soon as the conference was over. As soon as she went home, mom wasn't at the conference, so it was all cool. She went away to Boise State on a tennis scholarship. I went on a Mormon mission, and when I came back from my mission, she was still at Boise State. I called her mom to say, "Hey, I just want her address. I just want to write to her. See how she's doing." I was pursuing somebody else at the time, so I didn't need a lecture from Kristen's mom. (laughs) But Kristen's mom made sure I knew that Kristen wasn't interested in dating anybody, or, you know, seriously at this point, not interested in boyfriends. So I go away to college. I went to BYU. She transferred to BYU. And we had the same physical science class. And I saw her every time I went to class. She was there with her boyfriend. So I concluded after all those years that Kristen wanted a boyfriend. Kristen didn't want her mom to know she had a boyfriend. That's the way things work. Now I could be wrong about that, and it really is immaterial at this point. It's the song. Yeah, it's not like you know, it's not like 30 years later and I'm married, she's married. You know, yeah, not. Anyway, it's immaterial. The point is, it was frustrating, and the song spoke to me, and I can't remember where I was. Don't run back inside, darling, you know just what I'm here for. So you're scared and you're thinking that maybe we ain't that young anymore. Now, the youth part, that's not true, but this is a song that's about metaphors, right? Show a little faith, there's magic in the night. You ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right. Okay, so that part's not true. She was a beauty. I'm not going to lie, I like beauty. Oh, and that's all right with me. You can hide beneath your covers and study your pain. Make crosses for your lovers. Throw roses on the rain. This is going in a lot of directions. Waste your summer praying in vain for a savior to rise from these streets. Well, I'm no hero that's understood. That part's correct. All the redemption I can offer, girl, is beneath this dirty hood. Again, metaphors. With a chance to make it good somehow. Yeah, I had goals. Hey, what else can we do now except roll down the window and let the wind blow back your hair? See, this was the thing. I was like, just go for it. Just come with me. Well, the night's busted open. These two lanes will take us anywhere. We got one last chance to make it real, to trade in these wings on some wheels. Climbing back, heaven's waiting down on the track. Oh, come take my hand. We're riding out tonight to case the promised land. Oh, oh, Thunder Road. Oh, Thunder Road. Oh, Thunder Road. It's lying out there like a killer in the sun. Hey, I know it's late, but we can make it if we run. Oh, oh, Thunder Road, sit tight. Take hold. Thunder Road. Not done yet. (laughs) I told you some of the music wouldn't be terrible tonight. Well, I got this guitar and I learned how to make it talk. Now, guitar's a metaphor. I don't know how to play. But I have skills, not nunchuck skills, but I got skills. (laughs) And my car's out back if you're ready to take that long walk from the front porch to my front seat. The door's open, but the ride, it ain't free. Hey, I know you're lonely for words that I ain't spoken. Tonight we'll be free. All the promises will be broken. Now, I had a friend that had a problem with that line. All the promises will be broken. Because, you know, generally, you want to keep your word. But sometimes we make promises under false pretenses. So the false pretenses, you know, yeah, let's bust through those. There, Let's see. There were ghosts in the eyes of all the boys you sent away. They haunt this dusty beach road. And the skeleton frames of burned out Chevrolets. They scream your name at night in the street. The graduation gown lies in rags at their feet. And in the lonely cool before dawn, you hear their engines roaring on. But when you get to the porch, they're gone on the wind. So merry climbing. It's a town full of losers, and I'm pulling out of here to win. That's where the song ends. The most powerful. Yeah. It's that last line, I'm pulling out of here to win. And I, I, and I realized that over the years, not only in my romantic relationships, but in a lot of things. Thunder Road represented my quest, my efforts for success, but especially in relationships. And, and eventually, I met Diana, and um, we got married 21 years ago. And a couple of, yeah. So a couple of years ago... I kind of hoodwinked her into going to LA with me to go see Springsteen. He was performing his first time. It was really important to me that I take Diana to a a Springsteen concert. And he was performing uh, the album that was hot at the time that I discovered him. Uh, It was The River. And we went we had a great time. We're sitting up close. I've posted millions of photos on Facebook. And um, I got a high five from Bruce. I knew the experience of not wanting to wash my hand. (laughs) A few months later, he was doing a book signing in Seattle and I happened to get tickets to it because you had to buy buy tickets to this book signing. You're buying the book essentially and you're waiting in a three block line, four block, five block line to get a picture taken with him. And so now we have a few pictures, me on the left, no me on the right, Bruce Springsteen in the middle, Diana on the left on the other side it 's my me with two of my heroes, and now I look at that picture and I think of that last night that last line i 'm pulling out of here to win, and I realize I really did win. I really won so, there you go. so I wanted to. I wanted to have the experience that some of you have when you listen to the podcast. In other words, that you're just listening to it cold again. You you haven't heard this since you told it, and all of a sudden, there it is for you again. And I and I have to say, my memories of that night uh, the the night itself was wonderful. I had um, I, I got some feedback afterwards from uh, a storyteller uh, who who has told more than one story at our events, Joe Walter, she said, I I think you had, and she wasn't saying it in a critical way, but she said, I think you had an idea for how the night would go. And then it just went in the direction it went. And she was kind of right. She was kind of true about that. My, my idea for soundtrack was I had hoped to find a musician who was one of those uh, bar band musicians, essentially the, who, who could, who knew every song in the world and could uh, instantly play behind that. Well, the musician we had, his name was Aaron. He was great, it, and and it turned out amazing. But he wasn't that kind of musician. He didn't know the songs that we're going to sing. And you know, I was chatting with him before, saying, "Do you know the song Thunder Road?" And he didn't. And if he would have been able to back it, it then I the the idea I had was to tell the story and 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 then sing the song. Other storytellers that night uh, did probably the best version of soundtrack that you can do, which is to sing a line or two. If going back, looking back on my experience that night, if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't sing the entire song. I would just sing the lines and just kind of paraphrase the message and that. But I'm going to experience it the way everybody ex- else experienced it. And so I apologize for putting you through that for that night that evening you guys were awfully patient with me and your stories were incredible that night this is the last one that we're going to post from that night i I was saving it for new year's and then i stopped podcasting and so now this time i'm i'm running it because well doggone it it's my turn uh story night events are a partnership between story night and the kitsap regional library and we have our events the first thursday of every month at the cloverleaf sports bar and grill in bremerton There will be two exceptions this year. The second Thursday of July will be story night for July. The theme that month is vacation. And in October, we haven't set up a theme yet, but uh, October will be the second week because the Seahawks are on TV the first week. And we get no, uh, uh, the Seahawks uh, take precedence over us uh, when it comes to the cloverleaf that uh, that is their bread and butter. So uh, thanks to the Cloverleaf. Thanks to the Kitsap Regional Library for partnering with us. Uh, our, par- our podcast uh, that you're hearing now is not just available on story9.org. You can hear it on podcast apps like iTunes, Overcast, CastBox, Himalaya, and Stitcher. If you are not hearing it on the app you like, let me know, and I'll uh, see what I can do to fix that. Please, on your, uh, on your sites, write a review of the podcast. I could go do that, but it doesn't look great for the creator of the podcast to do it. I, I suppose it doesn't kill anything, but, you know, I'd rather have you guys do it. Uh, we're going to go out with uh, the song. I, I don't think it, you should be surprised at all that uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the song that uh, turned me into a Springsteen fan for life. The song is Thunder Road i'm gonna play what is my favorite version of that song uh It was from his live album it's not the one I heard on new year's day but it's the it's from his live album and because we've spent the whole uh time s- talking about Thunder Road, I think I can get away with playing the entire song um uh at least most of it uh you gotta you gotta block out some of it so nobody can just record it and uh record over it at any rate. Thank you all for listening. I look forward to hearing your story.
1: We have screened those lines, Mary's dress like a visit and she dances across the porch as the radio plays Roy Wilson singing for the lonely It's me and I want you only Don't turn me on again I just can't face myself alone again Well, don't you run back inside, darling You know just what I'm here for So you're scared and you're thinking that maybe we ain't that young anymore Sure, little faith there's magic in the night Ain't a beauty but you're alright Oh yeah, that's alright with me You can hide beneath your covers and study your pain Hey, crosses from your lovers, slow roses in the rain. Waste your summer praying in vain, for a to rise from this street. Well, I'm lucky, no hero it's understood. All the redemption I can offer is beneath this dirty hood. With a chance to make it good somehow. Hey, what else can we do now? Except roll down the window And let the wind blow back your head Well, the night's busted open These two lanes will take us anywhere We got one less chance to make it real The in these wings on some wings Climbing back Heaven's waiting down on the dress. Oh, oh, come take my hand. We're riding at tonight to case the promised land. Oh, oh, oh Thunder Road. Oh, cars out back if you're ready to take that long walk from your front porch to my front seat. The door's open, but the ride it ain't free. And I know you're lonely, those words that I ain't spoken. Tonight we'll be free. All the promises will be broken. There are ghosts in the eyes. frames, a burned-out Chevrolet. They scream your name at night in the street. The graduation gown lies in rags at their feet. In the lonely cool before dawn, you hear their engines roaring on. But when you get to the porch, they're gone. It's a time for the losers, and we're pulling out of here. I don't think this one's got the distance.